This episode of The Work Ethic is brought to you by Wellbuilt Bikes. Wellbuilt Bikes is a social enterprise working to make affordable, reliable transportation available to everybody. They're doing this by gathering bikes that might otherwise go wasted or taking bikes in as donations, old bikes that might be laying around your garage, which by the way, you can donate to this enterprise by dropping them off at any time that they're open. But they gather these bikes, they rebuild them, uh, making them available for sale, refurbished bikes for sale at really affordable prices, great bikes, super accessible. And they do this so they can take the sales revenue and invest it into an earn-a-bike program so that those with little to no money can also get a bike through a small investment of community service hours, a bit of sweat equity work that they put in to earn their bike. And at the end of this program, they get a bike, lights, lock, helmet, water bottle, really Uh, and a safety training. So everything that they need to be commuters, to get around town, to have access to the rest of the city, its opportunities, its economy, uh, a a really great program. They also offer a full service repair shop on sliding scale so that it's available and accessible to everybody. They invite everybody, whether you earned a bike or bought a bike, or you're just a neighbor that already has a bike and likes to go riding to ride with them every Tuesday night. There's a group ride at 630 that you're all invited to. If you're in Tampa, Florida, their shop is located in University Mall right next to you. USF in the uptown university area. Go check them out. It's at Wellbuilt Bikes on any social platform or bikeshoptampa.com if you want to find their website. Hard work, work. Hard work. That's what they say. Hard work, work. Hard work. I earn my pay. Hard work, work. Hard work. Do it every day. Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're Martha and Jim Brangenberg. The host, what do you think of I Work For Him? That's right. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just want to encourage you, one of the things we're building out right now is our YouTube channel. So go to I Work For Him on YouTube and subscribe. We are posting, actually, I think a favorite part right now is our one-minute power thought every morning to help you start your day. And, you know, if words aren't enough... You get the juice behind looking at our, our energy in the morning, and we hope that it will help you start your day the right way. That's right. And we would love you. Check us out online, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. You know, everybody's got a story of how they first met Jesus, and every one of those stories is different. Not wrong, just different. When John Dengler was last on our show, we opened up the show with Queen's song, I want to ride my bicycle. It's really called Bicycle Race. And then he blew our minds, and the most Christ followers that were listening blew their minds, and really the staff of the entire radio station when he said these words, I met Jesus on an LSD trip. I started reading my Bible, and it said that I was supposed to minister to the least, unto the least of these, so I started hanging out with homeless people. It wasn't until later that I realized Christians don't really do that sort of thing. It's been four years since, show, since that show, and John Dengler has grown a business tree out of helping folks in need of transportation, learning how to fix bikes, and so much more. Let's welcome him back to I Work For Him, John Dengler with Well Built Bikes and the Work Ethic Podcast. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. So, so do you remember those words? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> they're, they're his life, did, right? <laughs> did, you, did you just say business tree? Business tree. Never in my life heard that. That's, 
That's a, okay, got it. I'm with you. I'm sorry. It's our, it's our uh, great friend, Chuck Proudfit out of Cincinnati, Ohio, came up with that term. And uh, I asked him, I said, have you uh, copyrighted that or can we all use it? And he goes, no, go ahead and use it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use it. <laughs> so, so we're using it. John, we're super excited to have you back here. Why don't you give us an update on your life? Like what God has been working on specifically in you recently? Yeah, well, uh, a lot in the midst of this whole pandemic thing. I think we've all been given a real opportunity of some extended Lent or something like that. Um, but I, I got married, actually, in a, quarant a quarantined wedding in the backyard, just the two of us and a couple friends and our parents through Zoom. So that was super interesting. Wow. But uh, we were able to pull that off. Um, and then just generally, I think this has been a rich time of reflection. A lot of the like social interaction stuff has really been pulled back. We don't do our group rides. There's a lot less gathering. So a lot more time in solitude. Um, and it's actually been really good to just reflect on and remember. And what I think at the heart of really all of our work is kind of knowing our own identity and value and worth before the work, right? That it, that, that work can then grow out of. And I think this season has been really rich in that for me of just kind of like hearing being alone and being alone to hear from god like in that kind of love and identity that that can then pour out into mission and work you know that's such a great example because a lot of people have been struggling and focusing maybe on the negative of this season but to be able to look at it as an as an opportunity um i hope that that's an encouragement for some listeners because even now even where, whenever they might listen to this particular episode um, you know, God has opportunities around every corner for us if we are listening and paying attention and tuning out the noise of the world. So Jim um, alluded to everybody that you had started Well-Built Bikes. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with that and, and explain that to our listeners who may not have heard what that what Well-Built Bikes is. Yeah, so the brief part of it is Well-Built Bikes is a nonprofit bike shop. We sell refurbished bikes or mostly refurbished bikes. We do have some new. And we invest the sales revenue into an earn-a-bike program and sliding scale repairs. Basically, for poor folks that can't afford to keep their bike working, we just do it and slide the scale down to, oh, you have 17 cents. That's what it costs. Whatever that is, right? Um, and because, so historically, the Well, we do a lot of the obvious things you'd imagine with the homeless. We share food, we have 10 grocery distributions a month, and we make up excuses to hang out with folks on the streets. But one of the things we realized was access, transportation was a major hurdle. Um, and you can meet a lot of your own more basic needs if you can get that issue addressed. And so that's where we really went in on well-built bikes, drew up a business model, borrowed from others around the country that have gone before us, and have kind of launched this business, which we got really scared as this whole quarantine thing started, but then turned out bikes became the most popular item after toilet paper. And <laughs> But did you find out where all the toilet paper went? Because we've been asking that on many podcasts. Nobody's been able to answer that question yet. <laughs> where it went? Yeah, where was it all? Where was all the toilet paper for months? Yeah, I have people's pantries, I guess. A lot of stockpiling going on. <laughs> I figured you'd have a way better answer than that. But okay, keep going with your well-built bike story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, um, so, so it got super busy for us. We were able to stay open through this entire time. It was very strange because we were one of two places open in University Mall where we're located. Everything was shut down. It was eerily empty um but because bikes are transportation is essential it was us in a pharmacy that were able to stay open and we were busy like very very busy and then because we told all of our volunteers they can't come in 
Um, it was quite the weight to carry through these last several months, but super exciting and, um, and actually have a new staff starting today, um, which I'm super excited about helping to bring in some of the bandwidth. Our biggest challenge has always just been bandwidth. We just can't produce enough work enough like there's just too much to do at all times so your demand for bikes for people who can't afford to get a bike or can't afford to fix their bike your demand is still very high oh yeah in both directions people who can and people who can't so we and and right now globally it's very hard to get your hands on bicycles mm -hmm. you can't you go to a business that all they do is distribute bikes and there's zero to order um, we're paying for future bikes at this point, like pre-orders and whatever. Um, so it's gotten tough. And so we're running a bike drive because so many folks just have two bikes sitting in their garage that we could take, refurbish, give some love and get out in our earn a bike program because there's a long list of people that need it, especially as folks are avoiding public transportation. All right. So let's talk about that. You're, you're out of Tampa Bay. There's uh -huh. tons of people listening to this podcast that are in the Tampa Bay region. So if somebody's got a couple of bikes sitting around or they know somebody's got a couple of bikes sitting around, how do they get a hold of you so they can get those bikes to you? Well, so we're located in University Mall. So the best thing is just come bring them. Anytime we're open, you can just drop in with them. Um, if you had a large amount, like there's occasionally people that are like, I manage an apartment complex and I've got 20 here in this thing you can come take. That we can coordinate a pickup for if there's a large number of them. And then if you just message, like say Instagram, at Wellbuilt Bikes, send a message. That's me. I'm going to respond, go, hey, let's figure it out. We can just talk about it. So I just want to clarify one thing. So you said, so really... Anybody can um, purchase from well-built bikes, mm -hmm. whether you're looking for a bike and you just want to support a business that has an incredible model that That's is right. paying it forward. And you also service those that can't necessarily on the sliding scale or whatever, um, have the ability to get transportation. So this isn't just one or the other. So I think a lot of people need to know that because it's exciting right. that you've got it set so that um, I can participate by buying a bike. I'm helping. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And it's so for us, it's everyone's the same. Look, you have this need, you want this thing. And if you can afford 600 bucks, great. And if you can afford 60 cents, great. Um, we're going to figure it out with you. We're going to work with you to meet that need. And yeah, purchasing a bike with us is a great way to support the work we do. You buy it. And by the way, a lot of people looking for like our top price point is kind of the bottom price point of like a new bike shop where you go and most of the price tags have commas on them. Mm -hmm. But we're a great alternative because to something like a Walmart that sells toys that look like bikes, pawn shops that sell bikes that are as is, haven't been refurbished and might be some dudes down the street. Those are where people go for affordable, but they're often not reliable. And we're trying to do affordable and reliable and you can get a bike. I would say our average price points around 200 bucks on a bicycle, but then we obviously have alternatives for folks that can't afford that they can do it. They can earn it with time. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more from John Dengler. Hang on a second. To tweet or not to tweet. That's always on my mind. That's why Martha handles most of the Twitter tweets and interactions. Please look for us and interact with us on Twitter at I work for him radio. That's at I work the number four him radio. All right, so we're talking with John Dengler from Well-Built Bikes. John, this ministry really, this business really formed out of you reading the Bible and it's saying, hey, Jesus said, whatever you do under the least of these, you do under me. And you're like, so I started hanging out with 
homeless people and I realized they needed bikes. And so I figured out how can I help them get their bikes? This has grown. And as we just discussed in the first segment, I mean, it's really grown into a business tree that continues to minister within your community near uh, USF in Tampa. Uh, but again, if anybody in the Tampa Bay area has got bikes or actually anywhere listening that's willing to drive a couple hours from anywhere in Florida, bring your bikes there. They need them. People need them. You know, before you ask your next question, I'm just going to make How a little. How did you know I was going to ask another question? Maybe I was done. I'm just going to make a throwdown because I think back to the time when Florida was just a vacation home for us. We had a lot of bikes in eight, our garage. Eight bikes in the garage. Oh my goodness! Super common story. So people that have that situation where their kids have outgrown them, their garage is way too full of stuff anyway. Right? Let's put them to good use. Um, I just want to encourage the listeners. Go look in your garage. Go look on your back porch. Go and think about what God has given you and how you can repurpose it for good and uh, contact well-built bikes. I just I just really pray that your bike drive is a great success. Yeah, and we got to figure out a way to do that down here. So now we're located out of Fort Myers, John. So if, if there's a way we can get this started down here in Fort Myers, have you developed a model yet for uh, just collaboration with other bike shops that are, that are ministry-focused, or are you uh, thinking about uh, creating franchises all over the country? Yeah, it's funny. That hasn't been like part of the plan. My main commitment really is to Tampa and to continue to iterate on the idea locally to see a well-built city. There's lots of things I want to do here in Tampa, but we have people like I just last week was on the phone with a guy from Akron, Ohio, that's been doing a ministry rebuilding bikes with kids. They have a little earn a bike program. They're looking to go, can we build this into a business? And I'm like, Hey, I'll just be available to you. We can meet regularly and talk through this. There's people around the country that this could start with. Um, whether their work is like predominantly with the poor and they're like, we're trying to figure the bike thing out, which actually would be my preference um, because the relationships are already established versus we run a little bike shop and want to figure out how to like help the poor, but I'll go that way too. So there are things bubbling up. And if there was someone local to you that was like a worker that was available, that was going to give themselves to that, actually really give themselves to that, mm. then I'm all theirs. All right, so you've also uh, added on another division to Well-Built Bikes, the Work Ethic Podcast. Where did this all come from? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much it has to do with Well-Built Bikes other than it's sponsored by Well-Built Bikes, as in it gives up that much of me to do that. But I, um, I taught a class um, for a local church network thing. They do like this seminary thing, like a summer school for missionaries. And I taught a class called Work and Creation. And it was just the idea at a very basic level, work was a gift before the fall, right? And the idea that work is a gift from God. And we often hear people talk about work as soul sucking work is something they, they separate from their life, work life balance. You know, I don't, I live, I work so I can go live kind of thing. Things that really bugged me. And the more we went through this class, I was like, I love this topic. I want to talk about this constantly, but I don't think I could generate content eternally. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to just talk to people from all kinds of vocations. Tell me about what you do. Tell me about your relationship work. Tell, you, tell me about your earliest memory when work took on meaning in your life. And just get a survey from entrepreneurs, missionaries, Christians, non-Christians, janitors, athletes, artists, whatever. And to say, tell me about your work. Tell me about your vocation. What does it mean to you? Do you have any philosophy around it? And just see what themes emerge. Um, and that's what we've been doing. And it's been like, for me, it's like just field research. I'm like, I love doing this. I just want to talk to everybody about this topic. And, and it's just been a great way to get with folks that I might not otherwise get to talk to. 
Mm. So as you've been doing this, as you've been asking the questions, what kinds of themes have you seen emerge? Well, one of the themes that I'm just so fascinated with is, so you guys are familiar with flow state, right? Like the, there's a, there's a thing. Okay. You are those. There's something you do in your life where you lose track of time. You forget to eat. You come up from that project and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been six hours. I didn't need, I didn't think about it. You just went into the zone. The zone yeah. is another way to say that. Okay. Um, and that is an interesting thing to hear about from different people. Like when do you get into that state? Um, because I think it's super telling about something you're, it's challenging to you, you're gifted at, you're interested in, maybe God has gifted you for that thing. And it, and actually you lose track of time, which to me is super fascinating in like there's this eternal now that you enter into. And to me, it is something like a taste of eternal life that's available to almost everybody as they engage in meaningful and difficult work. And to me, that's a theme that I just want to hear from everybody on the planet about their experience with. So what do you, what, what are you seeing as a commonality? And besides this, people ended up in the zone when they're really passionate about what they're doing, when they're really enjoying what they're doing, they, they lose track of time. What else are you hearing? Specifically, because you're, you're not just interviewing people that are calling themselves Jesus followers, you're interviewing people from the world. What are you hearing that, that they're realizing about work that maybe some Christians struggle realizing about work. Because as you said, work was a gift from God. It's not a result of original sin, which is what I grew up thinking, that work came, Adam and Eve screwed up, they got work. That's not the way it was. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, a lot of people will say that it's like play. So that's a really fascinating thing, like the, the, the mix-up of the – because work as a word has a problem because we use it as in – toil or something like that but then you have like vocation calling like there's things that are really like this is what it means to be me like i have something to build something to create some extension of myself and and ultimately i just think there's things people are willing to sacrifice for that's fascinating and everybody even uses the word sacrifice uh, work transforms into something like play enjoyment it stops being bifurcated from life like this is something like their life. Those things are beautiful. And I think God has gifted people with those things. And when you see someone doing something they're called to do, I mean, honestly, if you see a little dog chase, chase prey, that is like a beautiful thing. Seeing something do what it was made to do. And at every level, no matter where someone falls in their, their journey of faith, it's like you were gifted with something, built for something. And when you're doing that thing, it's, it's beautiful uh, and fun, it turns out. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more with John Dangler. Check him out online. Check his podcast outline online, theworkethicpodcast.com, theworkethicpodcast.com. We'll be right back. Unlike Jim, I didn't dream of being on camera. I was content to play piano and sing in a choir. Who knew that today Jim and I would have interviewed over 3,000 people and created tons of podcasts and videos helping Christians to unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I work for him. All right, John, I love where God has taken you. Well-built bikes where you're helping people get transportation, whether they can afford your best bike or your cheapest bike, wherever it may be. That's, it's a ministry. But we call it a business tree because you're really trying to make money. You're trying to make money on some bikes in order to help other bikes. I mean, you're really trying to perpetuate the whole thing, which is a business. Talk to us about how you help your customers 
connect their faith and their bike that they're getting? How do you, how do you, how are you dotting that I for them and crossing that T? Well, so most of the work of the well is primarily relationship oriented, right? So we want to set tables where healthy and meaningful relationships can take place and often across lines that often divide us. So, you know, at some of our meal service sites, it's like, you want to come volunteer to serve food and you want to come get a sandwich. But the sleight of hand is you need one another. You need to listen to one another, encounter God in one another. So there's something like a, a community space that we're building where folks in relationship can meet one another's deeper social, psychological, and spiritual needs. And so I think those things happen best, not in some, here's a, here's a track or a Bible, or I'm going to give you some message as in, I love you. I want to walk with you. I want to work with you. Let's build this thing together. And then, Hey, join our, here's a place you belong. And in a place of belonging, we can get into the, the deeper, more meaningful things. And I, I trust individuals to kind of lead me in that a little bit. Like I, I actually, I would say contextualize those conversations to the reality of their felt need situation, questions and whatever. And sometimes those are super long journeys and sometimes those happen quite immediately. But for me, it's really important to honor the individual, to love the neighbor, regardless of that. And then to, and then to, Ask God to give those opportunities, but there is no method or model that isn't just organic relational. I'm like, that's the thing that we're really committed to. You know, one of the things that I just kind of hear you saying in a full circle is when Jim was asking you about helping other people do this, it's way more than a transaction. And I think that's one of the mm -hmm. things that people um, will get out of today's conversation that relationship takes time and the relationship comes first and you're setting such a great example of that so thank you for kind of explaining that because i really think a lot of us lose sight when we get into the transaction we just think we've done this you've taken i've given we're done and um it just seems so much more important than that and just so you know you got away with a five syllable word without me stopping in the mid-sentence <laughs> contextualize is one of those five syllable words normally off limits here on I work with. <laughs> All, right. How you say it. All right. So I well built bikes. You need bikes. If somebody's got bikes sitting around in their garage and they're anywhere in Florida, they can take them to University Plaza up near USF and get them to you. That's a big need, right? Yes, it, absolutely. They can get a hold of you on Instagram at well, what was it again? Well Built Bikes. At Well Built Bikes. And let me add one more thing. On Facebook at Well Built Bikes, we put a video for the bike drive up kind of explaining. It's a short okay. video that explains the pandemic situation and why bikes are so needed right now. And just share that. Even if you don't have a bike, help us get the word out. Excellent. All right. We'll make sure we get that done when we get off the air today. Okay. You got a free offer today for our audience. And I just need mm -hmm. you to explain it. You know, I've never had red hair, so I'm guessing it has something to do with red hair because you said you're going to give a free ginger beard brew. Explain that. Explain the whole thing to me. Yeah. 10%, I mean, just explain your whole deal. What are you doing? All right. Ginger beard coffee is, and you're spot on, it's two dudes that Derek and Josh, they started a business called Ginger Beard Coffee. They sell nitrogen infused cold brew coffee. It's delicious, um, but that we have that in our shop. And those are friends of ours. They, they work out of channel side, two amazing guys. And so we have that coffee. Um, it's just an, just, it's just an awesome treat. We basically live on it to kind of fuel our work. <laughs> and then, and then we're saying, Hey, if you bring us a bike or come see us, we'd love to offer you 
we, we'd love to introduce you, frankly, to their coffee and just give it to you as an act of hospitality for coming by to see us. And so just come by and mention this and we'll, we'll give you a free uh, cold brew. And, try and, don't, and do it early in the day because this is highly caffeinated, <laughs> highly caffeinated coffee. <laughs> they drive, see, ride their bicycle so, much faster. And if faster. you have a heart condition, do not get, just get it and give it to somebody it else. To yeah, maybe just a little taste. <laughs> All right. So we want to make sure people know where you're at. You said University Plaza up in, uh, up near USF, but what road is that on? Is that on what? Yeah, it's on Fowler. The mall itself is on Fowler. And then if you come to the mall, just go to the parking garage, ground level of the parking garage. We're just inside from the main entrance uh, from the parking garage. All right. So if you've got bikes to give away, you're going to help people. And Well-Built Bikes is going to help make sure they're safe and reliable. And they're going to get them in the hands of people that need them. And it, at the same time, they're going to develop authentic relationships with them in order to take that conversation deeper right there off of the USF campus. Fantastic. John Dangler, thank you so much. Blessings on your work ethic podcast, theworkethicpodcast.com. I, mean, I, just, I just hope that you just change the world by having real conversations about work and helping twist people's minds away retwist them the other direction to let them know that work was a gift from God. Mm. Thank you, John Dengler, for being on I Work For Him today. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate y'all. Keep it up. You were listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at IWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com. Hey, real quick before you go, I want to invite you to join the conversation. One of the first comments that was left on one of the first episodes was somebody saying that they wanted to join in the conversation the entire time. And I've heard that from a few of you, and I really want to invite you to do that. So if you go to workethicpodcast.com, there is a link to join the conversation where you can click that link and chime in, uh, maybe answer what success is to you, what's your earliest memory of work, your own experience of, of what triggers flow state or your own understanding of grit, but I want to invite you to join the conversation. I would also like to invite you to help grow this conversation and this podcast and show. So if you would, please share, please subscribe, please leave feedback on the show, uh, rate it, uh, comment on socials. And then if you would, please, please, please consider supporting uh, the cost, the expense that this show is becoming, and also uh, kind of my own work uh, with the podcast and with the well and well-built bikes. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the work ethic, or there's also a link at workethicpodcast.com. Thank you so much for considering it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being a part of this conversation in this project.